When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly Reefer Radio Rebellion as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I am your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 29th year speaking flower to power and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing. That's also found at hempfest.org. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for the show, email me at hemppresent at gmail.com. Today's guest on Hempresent is Greg Flaval, who will join me momentarily. The cement industry remains one of the world's primary producers of carbon dioxide, a potent greenhouse gas. Also, the dust released by the demolition of concrete structures and by natural disasters can often be a source of harmful air pollution. Concrete can contain substances that cause health concerns due to toxicity and even naturally occurring radioactivity. And wet concrete is very alkaline 
and can be caustic and should always be handled with proper protective equipment. The carbon footprint of human development has been increasing exponentially at a rate that is wreaking havoc on our natural world. Scientific models can only estimate the degree to which humanity and other species are facing existential threat. One of our best chances to avert catastrophe lies in the fundamental transition to industrial hemp and hemp-based products, which leads me to my guest today. Greg Labal co-founded Hemp Technologies in Asheville, North Carolina to build healthy, breathable, energy-saving homes with hemp line and other non-volatile organic compound materials. After a long career in the construction industry, Greg is actively involved in efforts to reduce recycling and reuse construction type materials combined with renewable carbohydrate-based technologies to help reduce our carbon footprint and give back to the planet. Greg has a deep knowledge of renewable building materials from around the globe, sourcing and distribution and supply chain management. He's a passionate speaker, teacher on universal design and future proofing for aging in place, passive income homes, also known as green granny flats, and the boomerang income plan to help ease the affordable housing crisis, which is gripping our world right now. Greg has joined me today to educate us about ways that hemp and other natural resources can contribute to the to environmentally sustainable building practices and also talk about some special projects he's working on. Welcome, Greg, to Cannabis Radio. Thank you, my man. Nice to be here. You bet. Now, you, you've been in the construction industry for some time. How and when were you introduced to hemp as an alternative to conventional building materials? When, when, did, you, when did you get hip to uh, all of this? Well, this was way back um, the early 2000s and uh, building and doing renovations in uh, Southern California, Los Angeles to be exact, over on the west side. We would often have um, Hispanic people drive up next to my dumpsters on the side of the road, dumpster diving we call it, and picking out the old materials, um, taking the nails out and trimming off and squaring up the you know, used drywall and so forth, loading it nice and neatly in the back of their beat up old... 40th-150s or whatever, and then driving it down to Mexico and building something with it. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. And uh, <laughs> because we're, we, we constantly down, and you mentioned earlier that uh, you know around 50% of, uh, of land waste is uh, construction waste. So I started looking into reducing, reusing, recycling, and even composting, like my grandparents used to do you know, back in the Depression days. And... Um, was looking for different, you know, different materials that would uh, that would be renewable, reusable, recyclable, etc. And some good friends of mine, I uh, was doing a bathroom remodel for in, in West Hollywood, passed over to me this, you know, this thick thesis that she was writing for law school on hemp, the miracle plant of the future. And I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> a couple of glasses of wine later, and I started reading through this thing, and I'm like, oh my goodness. This might be something new and exciting that we could uh, bring to the masses for you know for um, longevity and health reasons with with building with homes. So I jumped on an airplane and went to England where they've been uh, building with this for the last fifteen years, and uh, got involved in a couple of projects and and, and learned you know the, the the source and the secrets and the little di- you know little bits to make it work, and then. Uh, we launched Hemp Technologies back in Asheville, North Carolina, back in 2008. And we started our first uh, project up on the side of a mountain in, called Town Mountain, 2009. Um, and it just all started from there. And uh, we've, been, uh, we've been pushing the wheelbarrow ever since, so to speak. 
And the, the ironic thing is it's new and exciting for us, but it's actually very old and exciting because uh, <laughs> hemp uh, was used yes. throughout millennia, right? <laughs> Indeed, yes. I mean, the Great Wall of China has some hemp in it. The, um, you know, the pharaoh's uh, pyramids have some hemp in it. I've got pictures and actually touched some old Roman viaducts in Eastern Europe that have got hemp in them. Hemp and lime has been used for millennia. Um, and other pozzolans as well. So it's a, it's an old material, having a renaissance uh, revolution, if you like, back into the 21st century. And it's a renewable. I mean, we don't. If you look at uh, growing trees to build a house, uh, you know, you're 10 to 20 years out before you can harvest them. Whereas with the industrial hemp or agricultural hemp, it's uh, you know it's renewable every year. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful plant. Greg, can you briefly describe universal design and future-proofing for aging-in-place passive income homes? What does that mean? Okay, so on our website, we have a section called universal design, and this is where we've compiled a bunch of different uh, items for aging-in-place and future-proofing and so forth for universal design. Universal design means that we want to live in our house as long as we possibly can, and you know, us baby boomers, and I'm one of them, um, for the next 17 years, our turn, there's 10,000 of us turning 65 every day in America. And it's been proven, and I mean, there are studies on this, in fact, out there, that 90% of us want to stay in our home as long as we possibly can. And universal design simply means when you're retrofitting, renovating, or building uh, your new home, you want to... Uh, design it so that it's well, you can last as long as you possibly can inside your home. So universal design would be, for example, having a 36-inch doorway instead of a, a normal 32-inch doorway, so that if ever you're in a wheelchair, you can get down, you know, get down the hallway to, you know, in your house. Universal in the sense that it's adaptable to any situation. Correct. Yes, and universal design mean, means that you're 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 designing now for the future. For example when we're building out uh, bathrooms and uh, lavatories, we're putting in extra supports in the studs for possibly adding um, grab bars later, right? Mm -hmm. We put in the correct count adjustable height um, countertops. We're putting in, as I said, door handles instead of door knobs. The older we get arthritis and it's hard to turn a handle as opposed to leaning down on a, on a, on a, uh, on a lever. Moving and walking to your house, having a level no-step entry. For those of us getting older, you know, mm -hmm. the slips, trips, and falls are where people, you know, get hurt a lot, even on a, even on a working job site. So, universal design is is a, an umbrella term for designing for the future, which leads me to the next part of your question about future proofing, and that effectively is future proofing. If we can make our houses more adaptable for us getting older into our old age, instead of having to leave and go to a, a rest home, this is, you know, this is what it's all about. We, we enjoy living next to our neighbors and our friends and our families close that we've known for years. And future-proofing allows us to do that, which leads me then to aging in place, which obviously speaks for itself. Aging in place, you, you know, you're spending a lot longer in your home and being able to age gracefully in your home. And, and of course, it's cheaper on society, right? It's, it's cheaper on society to keep yes. people in their homes. Absolutely. Now, which brings me to the passive income, and you mentioned the boomerang income plan and so forth. 
Well, being from down under, you know, we, you know, boomerangs are, are renowned for going away and coming back to you. Well, we coined this little program about three years ago, two to three years ago, when we did some studies and found that, you know, California is the number one um, area in the United States that has a, has a massive housing uh, shortage, massive, massive affordable housing crisis. New York's the second. And then there are other places, you know, around the country that have problems with affordable housing. And so we're looking at how do we generate passive income? Well, mum and dad, you know, have been paying off the mortgage for the last 30 years in their house. The, the, the kids have grown up and left house, left home. Now they're now mum and dad are rattling around, in, you know, in this big three-bedroom house, three or four-bedroom house, and it's paid off or mostly paid off, presuming, right? And so they generally have, with the, with the affordable housing uh, crisis looming and everybody understanding that you can build a granny flat or an accessory dwelling unit or a junior accessory dwelling unit in your bed, in your house or in addition to your house, um, the different counties and regions are making it more affordable permit-wise for people to add on a structure into their home or into, in, inside their property. And so then if we use the, the universal design and the future-proofing aging in place, we can build an 80, 80 um, accessory, uh, sorry, uh, what are Americans with Disability, ADA compliant, smaller home up to 1,200 square feet, which is, which is a comfortable two to three bedroom home, all with universal design, future-proofing aging in place aspects to it. Mom and dad can effectively move into that into a smaller space and now the kids can come home who previously couldn't afford to buy anything or move you know get a get a home you know certainly within the city limits they can move home with the kids now you've got that community that family coming together again mom and dad have got you know have got uh, the family close to them as they get older and the kids have got grandparents there to look after the kids <laughs> when they want to go out i mean it's like and at the same time, there's some income coming in that stays in the family. Or if there's, if there's no family involved in that situation, mum and dad can then rent out the big house uh, and pull some income every month to add to their Social Security and their other retirement savings. So it's just a matter of how do we tap into that all that equity that we spent you know, 20, 30 years paying off. And now that boomerang income means let's tap into that equity, build something else on, on, the, within the, you know, on, the, on the property generate some income, passive income. That is really impressive. Uh, this is the time of the show that I have to construct a break, but just like a boomerang, we're going to come right back. Uh, I'm speaking with Greg Claval, who is building a green future for us all. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Trends in technology, processes, and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, 
how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The The Green Green Peak Peak with Richard Zwicky. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Back on Hemp Present with Greg Flavau. Greg, concrete is one of the most frequently used building materials. Uh, I have read that its usage worldwide, ton for ton, is reported to be twice that of steel, wood, plastics, and aluminum combined. A more environmentally sustainable and safer alternative conventional concrete which I think is gypsum and asphalt-based usually, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is a biocomposite material called hempcrete. What can you tell us about hempcrete? Why is it such an exciting new building material? And you've kind of touched on that, but if you could expand on that for us. Well, Vivian, the, uh, the use of gypsum and asphalt is not what we use to make hempcrete. And hempcrete probably is a bit of a misnomer, really. I mean, people understand you know, concrete, so why not make hempcrete? But in reality, it's hemp and lime um, that will solidify over, you know, over generations and get harder and harder and petrify and turn to stone. The, the fact that we have a naturally occurring limestone all around the globe that is, that is, you know, brought up as a rock and then it's crushed and slaked and heated and so forth and so on, then, then we use that in a hydrated form with some pozzolans some natural mineral pozzolans and a little bit of water to stick together. And with the lignin in the, the hemp cellulose that uh, helps to bind it together, we now have a monolithic tamped uh, cast in place hempcrete or hemp lime, whichever one you, know, you feel comfortable with. Now, it's been around in Europe now for getting close to 30 years. They've been building, there are literally thousands of, of structures around the world now made with hemp and lime. So varying, you know, very from small to large to even commercial applications. Marks and Spencer, for example, in England now mandated two years ago that all of their new retail stores, malls, would be made with hemp. Uh, the Royal Wine Society has a non-mechanical um, storage facility for 2 million bottles of wine. The exterior walls are hemp. The Museum for Antique Cars that they were having a problem with rust has now been mitigated by putting a fake interior wall of hemp and lime to absorb all that moisture and breathe it because hemp and lime is like a, is like our skin around our body. It's a, it's a breathable unit. It's monolithic, it, there's no cold joints, it's cast in place and it's breathing. And we like to do it, you know, we, we like to cast it around um, you know, 10 to 12 inches, maybe even wide, thicker. We did a uh, house for Ministry of Housing in Canada 
several years ago, and those walls are 18 inches thick, but then it gets to minus 50 in Winnipeg, so you'd want, you, know, you want a bit more protection. Uh, the fact that this is sustainable, uh, renewable, the yearly, and depending on how close we are to the equator, you know, maybe even more than one crop per year. And it's but carbon, it carbon neutral, been, right? Well, it's, ca- it's actually carbon negative because by the oh, time wow. you take the carbon, the carbon footprint of making the lime, lime, which is a negative, and then you have the positive um, aspects of, of, of sequestration of CO2 in the field as you're growing for 100 to 120 days, now you're combining those together and putting them into a house structure, right, to build the walls of your breathable home. Well, over the next 10, 15 years, all that lime that you've used needs to turn itself back into being a rock, and it's going to keep sequestering and absorbing CO2. And as a result, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. So for every, let's say, in round figures, for 10 pounds of, of hydrated lime that you've used to make hempcrete, you will, it will add it around two and a half to three pounds of additional CO2 weight over the next 10 to 20 years. I mean, that's quite, that's, that, that's pretty fantastic. So not only have we built an average size home of around 1,500 to 2,000 feet locked up five or six tons uh, of CO2, we're also going to continue absorbing CO2, you know, for the next decade in that house. Plus, on top of that, Vivian, the inhabitants, the owners are getting a health benefit that no one has really touched on or looking at. Um, and we have seen, uh, and we've anecdotally, mind you, we've seen up to two-thirds reduction in, in healthcare costs, absenteeism from work, and doctor's bills because of people are living in now an alkaline environment. So the lime, the hydrated wow. lime that we're using is actually 8.5 pH. So if you can imagine you're in your home and you're sleeping and you're building building up your, your, your melatonin levels at nighttime when you're sleeping and you're, you know, you're watching TV and you're relaxing and so forth, you're exhaling. And all your exhaled breath is going back into the lime walls, right? Because the lime needs to sequester, needs to turn itself back into being a rock and it naturally absorbs all that CO2, which accounts for the extra weight over the following decade plus. But that's a huge issue. And we haven't even touched on that. That's the, fascinating. The I, I've never, I've never heard of the health benefits. I've heard about all this other stuff. That's, that's amazing. Well, that's that's the hemp and the lime that's doing that, and the way and the reason that we're using industrial hemp as opposed to marijuana hemp or CBD hemp that we see around the country right now is because when you magnify that that cellulose, it looks like it really looks like a really wide open sponge. And that sponge is basically all the air pockets and air holes inside that cellulose that basically feels about the weight of balsa wood. And that's absorbing and moving vapor through it while it's in a tortuous state, locked up with the, with the lime, cast around the structural frame of the house. And that's moving uh, all, you know, it's, it's, it's flattening out all the, the highs, lows of the temperatures. And it's the only cellulosic material that will give you the, a double benefit, and that is thermal mass and thermal conductivity all in one material. Thermal mass simply means that it's buffering, absorbing heat from the outside and then, and then dissipating that throughout the low, the low temperature period of the evening, right? And then the, obviously the conductivity is the, what's the insulation or the R value that we get from this material. And for every inch of, of, of uh, hemp and lime cast together, 
we're at about 2.4 per inch. So if you can imagine a 12-inch wall times 2.4, folks, is is 28.8, so almost 30 R value. The code is only 19. So we're meeting and exceeding the R value code building homes with hemp, which is annually renewable. <laughs> and we don't, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. What can I say? That's amazing. What, what is the, uh, we got about two minutes to the next break. What is the cost difference? Is there any reason that uh, builders would resist switching to hempcrete or, or this hemp material? It's, from, from, first of all, it's more about education, Vivian. It's all about people understanding how this material is used and the benefits of it. But the upfront costs, yes, are a bit more expensive because we've got to bring the stuff across the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. And even though we can land it here because cheaper than we can. I know, exactly. And that's what we're trying to fight against, right? That's where we, this revolution is happening as we speak. So, but so we how can big get it cheaper how, by growing it here. And exactly. So how much of a big deal is the federal legalization of industrial hemp that just happened? I, mean, I don't know if we have the processing facilities yet or the yield, but th- that means there's a, a, a bold new future that we're looking at here, right? There is, but we need more than the, the, the last 30 seconds in this segment to talk about it, which is a very, very poignant and important point that if your readers or, or, or listeners are interested in, we should definitely touch upon. Okay, well, we have about a minute left, so... If you could just okay, oh, we put do. A into okay, it. then then yes, we have uh, uh, we we're processing right now in Europe at around seven or eight tons per hour. And many years ago, we did a research at Massey University in, in New Zealand, and found that unless we're doing it, unless we're processing a minimum of four tons per hour, don't even bother turning the light switch on because you're never going to make any money. And that's what I'm finding with these smaller decorticator facilities around the country they're just they're not big enough to handle the volume that needs to go through this equipment and make it you know financially viable for any investor to put their money into something into such a, a you know such a thing because to get you know the, the proper equipment you're talking 10 12 million dollars right a capital investment to build a proper working facility that will decorticate at that sort of num- at that sort of rate and that will support, and that in itself will support five to eight thousand acres of true industrial hemp. That's Each just... acre at around four to five tons of biomass, right? And we're not talking biomass for extraction for CBD oil. We're talking true fiber and cellulose for building bedding, paper, plastics, you name it. I am speaking to Greg Clavel. We're going to take another quick break, roach this segment, and come back with a fresh final questions for Greg Clavel. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. It's time to hemp present. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident hempo sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp presents only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present with Greg Flavall, who is building a greener future for us all. Um, Greg, there's so much to cover. We've only scratched the surface. Uh, it's only a 30-minute show when we could probably talk for 30 hours about this, this subject. But while we still have a few minutes left, is there anything you'd like to add that hasn't been covered today? And also, how can people follow up and check out your work? Well, by all means, we've been building and evolving our website for years. I mean, it's a very large website, hemptechglobal.com. And we've, been, we've grown hemp and processed hemp and built with hemp in many, many different countries around the world over the last decade plus. And it's all about you know, education and showing people the benefits of, of living in a, in a house made of hemp or even working in a building where their indoor air quality is so much better. The, uh, one of the things that I'd like to leave everybody with is the fact that, you know, what we have is proven. Um, we need to, we're doing, we're still doing R and D. We're still doing, uh, testing and we're still doing, um, specific specification testing, you know, in Canada and the U S but what we're finding is in the, in the Alberta provincial government, just as an aside, did a feasibility study on the structural blocks that are made with the hemp and found that it was worth close to a billion dollars a year, Vivian, by, with five to 8,000 steel hemp. Now, I know that there's a lot of people out there have gone upside down this year trying to grow, or well, from the last season, trying to grow CBD hemp. The old legacy farmers are now knocking on my door saying, how can we make money with industrial hemp? And, and you know, last year was was a shitty season for everybody with soybeans and um, uh, corn and so forth and so on. The prices are down, and the farmers are three three hundred fifty dollars an acre they're taking home, right? Which is hard to feed your families on that. Um, whereas with industrial hemp, true agricultural hemp, you know you're not going to make your twenty five thousand dollars an acre growing CBD. But who knows where the price of CBD is going to be in another year? By the time it's the price of aspirin across the counter, 
you know, the farmers that are, that are getting get involved in growing industrial hemp now will have a will have a market for their material for bioplastics that we're doing, paper that we're doing, uh, construction materials that we're doing, paper that we're doing, all with industrial hemp. And you know, we do cartwheels in Europe if we get two percent CBD out of the top of our plant. Here, we're, we're pushing we're pushing the envelope at twenty percent, but it's not a viable product. So we need to be getting to true industrial slash agricultural hemp. And this country will be much, much better for it. As one of our bylines, food, fuel, shelter, jobs, maybe even world peace. Greg Flaval, just, I just want to thank you so much for all of your information, the great work that you're doing. Uh, you're like an encyclopedia of, uh, of information about industrial <laughs> hemp. And uh, it's just a pleasure to know you and, uh, and thank you for being on the show. And maybe we'll bring you back so we can uh, explore this topic more. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Hempy trails to you, my friend. Now I'm going to get to a weekly feature, Hempersent on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. Growing hemp as nature designed it is vital to our urgent need to reduce greenhouse gases and ensure the survival of our planet. And those are the words of my good friend, the late Jack Herrer, who really was America's industrial hemp visionary. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man on the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, talk it easy. The Hemp Present theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Sticker Bush. It's sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.